Welcome to Wisdom and the Word Podcast, the show that not only answers your questions from God's Word, but equips believers with the foundational truths for their faith. We're excited that you've taken time to join us and hope that today's content is valuable to you. In today's episode, Pastor Wiley continues his study through the book of Hebrews. Welcome to the Tune Up Tuesday broadcast of Wisdom in the Word. We're so glad that you're joining us today. Uh, We're glad that you're listening, and we appreciate you taking time to study the book of Hebrews with us. On Tuesday, we are studying the book of Hebrews uh, each and every week, and then on Thursday, we are answering our listeners' questions on our Thoughtful Thursday broadcast. We hope that you will join us in Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to begin reading in verse 11 and read down through verse number 14 as we pick up in our study of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 11, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the first time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. As we look at our study today in verses 11 through 14, these four verses are going to conclude the uh, chapter of chapter five, but really they open up a new section uh, that we're going to be talking about. This section is going to go all the way through chapter number six, and we'll be dealing with that. It really kind of opens with another warning, a third warning uh, that we find here in the book of Hebrews, uh, a warning about spiritual immaturity. Uh, we find it. Now, just to kind of bring us up to speed, the author has been talking about, the writer's been uh, writing here in chapter five about the priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about your average and ordinary high priest in the first four verses. And then in verse five, he starts contrasting the average and ordinary high priest with the extraordinary high priest, Jesus Christ, the son of God, who is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, as he concludes in verse number 10, he says that Jesus was called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And that's going to introduce verse number 11, because our writer here fears that his readers do not have a deep enough understanding of the subject matter for him to be able to go on and to effectively teach on the matter of Melchizedek. In fact, you'll notice what he says in verse 11, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Now, what the writer wants to do is he wants to further explain how Jesus priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. He wants to go deeper into his Bible study, deep, deeper into his understanding of the Old Testament scriptures and of this, this person called Melchizedek. Now, he's going to do that when we get to chapter number seven. But really, he wants to do it now, but he creates this interlude of for the people who are unable, unwilling to be able to hear his teaching because they have not prepared themselves to be able to receive it. Now, as he goes on through this passage, he he tells them that um, they have need that one teach them again, that they're unskilled in the word of righteousness, that uh, they have to drink milk because they're spiritual babies. And um, in the opening verse, in verse number 11, he says that they are dull of hearing. Now, I've entitled this little section, verses 11 to 14, I've entitled it, Children Who Don't Listen. 
children who don't listen. I think uh, all of us have had experiences uh, with children who don't listen. Sometimes it's our own children that don't listen. Uh, how many times we have to repeat something? How many times we have to say something uh, before they respond, before they obey, before they do what they're supposed to do? Um, it, it can be a real issue if children fail to listen. You try and teach them. Uh, my wife used to say to our kids, obey right away, don't delay. And um, we're still uh, trying to get them to do some of the things that we want them to do. I think it's pretty much the point in case for all of us. Children have their own free wills. They, they do their own thing. They make their own decisions. And as they do their own things and make their own decisions, sometimes it's hard to get them to respond or at least to respond in the right way. And of course, we as God's children act oftentimes the same way. Uh, we are dull of hearing. We don't listen the first time. We need to be told several times. Um, and of course, in the word of God, there are a lot of principles that are repeated over and over and over again because we have need. When Jesus was here and he was dealing with the children of Israel and he was teaching to them and trying to get the people to understand him, uh, he said that they were dull of hearing, that their ears had waxed gross, that they had closed their spiritual eyes. And so he began speaking to them in parables. This is a, a truth that we see throughout the scriptures. It's true of both those that are lost and choose to close their eyes to spiritual truth and to those that are saved who know the Lord, who have chosen not to receive God's truth or chosen not to progress or not to grow. There's a lot of Christians out there today uh, who are old in the Lord. That is, they've been saved for many years, but they are not mature in the Lord. That is, they've not reached a level of maturity. And, and, and the writer of Hebrews is dealing with the similar group of people here, a group of people that, in honesty, uh, should be at a different place of spiritual maturity, but they're not. Uh, they're still dull of hearing. They have chosen rather spiritual infancy uh, to continue in their spiritual infancy than to continue in their growth cycle and to continue to become what God wants them to be. And may God help all of us to be the kinds of Christians that uh, would not just be hearers, but also doers of the word. Uh, the people that would, would strive for spiritual maturity. Uh, children who would listen, not children who don't listen. Now, as a result of talking about these kids, these spiritual children that refuse to listen here in these verses, he gives us four needs, um, a need in each one of the verses. And I think you'll see them as we go through our study today. We'll begin here in verse number 11. Let's talk first off about the need for spiritual perception, the need for spiritual perception. You'll notice what he says in verse 11. He says, of whom we have many things to say. That is, I have many things to say about Christ and this priesthood, about Christ and Melchizedek, and I can't say them. I'm unable to be able to say them. And notice what he says, and hard to be uttered. He said, these sayings are difficult. It's not going to be easy for me to explain. And oftentimes when we talk about explanations, there are great truths in the Bible that might be difficult to explain to people. As much as we want to keep things accessible, as much as we want to make sure that things are easy to be able to understand, there are some spiritual truths that are not easy to understand. They're not easy to grasp. And he says, of whom we have many things to say, and they're hard to be uttered. But notice the problem. And the problem is, this is a call here for spiritual perception. Seeing ye are dull of hearing. Dull of hearing. 
I know that um, we all put up with these types of things. Uh, as you talk to uh, married couples, you'll find that uh, not only as they get older do their does their hearing dull, but you'll find that uh, married couples oftentimes don't listen to one another as they ought to listen because of some of these things, because of of some of these um, issues of just choosing not to hear. The issue is not that they can't hear. The issue is that they won't hear. They've refused to hear. They are dull of hearing. Uh, and again, he's not talking about their their physical ears. He's talking about the ears of their heart, their spiritual perception. He says, you're not listening. You're not listening to what I have to say. I know uh, many people f- feel, many pastors and in churches, there's a lot of frustration because oftentimes we say things and sometimes we repeat things over and over and over again. Um, only to have folks not listen, to go out and do their own thing and make their own choices. And again, when you're trying to teach people truth, you want people to be willing to receive and be open to what the truth has to say. We all have a need for spiritual perception in our life. We all have a need um, for uh, to be able to listen to God, listen to God's truth, let God's word, and then practice it to do it. Um, you know, we would say things like, um, I know, I know you are hearing me, but are you listening? Are you listening? You know, sometimes we hear, but we don't listen spiritually. We hear things, but we don't listen. How many times have we studied the word of God And we've heard God speak to us, but we've not heeded those warnings. We've not listened to those warnings. And as a result, we've made uh, made mistakes in our lives. We've put ourselves in perilous conditions because of the choices that we've made. There's a need here in verse number 11 for spiritual perception. And then you'll notice with me in verse number 12, he talks about the need for spiritual progression, the need for spiritual progression. Not only should our, we should have perception, but our perception should lead to progression. We should take steps forward. Notice what he says in verse 12, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again. That is, you should be at a place where you're teaching others. If God is working in your life, you should get to the place where you're teaching others. But they aren't teaching others. In fact, not only are they not teaching others, he says, he says, you should be teaching them the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. He says, you ought to be teachers, but you're not. Instead, you've gone back to the milk of the word of God. You've gone back to the simplicity. Now, as he speaks here about the first principles of the oracles of God, this is uh, a li- likely a reference to the scriptures in some form or fashion. Uh, he's literally dealing with the fact that you have revealed truth that's been given to you. But this revealed truth that's been given to you, you're unwilling to take it and you can't disseminate it to others because you have need for it to be taught to you again. You're going back to the ABCs. You're going back to the one, two, threes. Um, You should be doing long division by now, but instead you're doing addition and subtraction. That's what he's saying, saying you've not made any spiritual progression. He says, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God. You've gone back to kindergarten when you should be teaching the class. 
He says, and are become such as have need of milk. Now, this contrast, it's used uh, in this passage a couple of times. This contrast between milk and meat is one that's um, prevalent in that particular day. Uh, Paul would use it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 1, talking about the carnality of the uh, Corinthian believers, um, how they were using the milk and not, not able to take the meat of the word of God, which Paul wanted to give them. Uh, Peter would use it in 1 Peter 2.2. 2. He's talking about newborn babes, but he would say in that pa- passage, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, um, that's really for spiritual infants. Uh, Paul and and the writer of Hebrews would use it in the exact same identical way, uh, dealing with the matter of the inability to be able to receive spiritual truth, process spiritual truth. Um, he's simply saying uh, you're an infant and you're not mature. You're not. You should be teaching, but instead you have need to be taught again. And so he deals with the need for spiritual progression in verse number 12. We all have need to make progress in our life. You know, someone said that there are three stages to spiritual growth. The first stage is the stage where we are being fed, where we are receiving. We can't feed ourselves. Uh, We're newborn babes. Babies can't hold a bottle. The second stage is when we learn to feed ourselves. We get to a place where we can hold our own bottle, where we can, you know, put food off of our plate into our own mouths. Uh, that's a blessing to a parent when a, a baby learns to hold that own, their own bottle and wants to hold it on their own. And then the third stage is the stage where we get to feed others. Paul is saying you should be at the stage where you're feeding others, but instead you're at a place where you have to be fed by somebody else. You're not making spiritual progress in your life. May God help us to make that spiritual progress. So he talks about the need for spiritual perception in verse 11. Then he says that the the spiritual perception should lead to spiritual progression in verse number 12. And the spiritual progression should lead to verse number 13, which shows us the need for spiritual preparation. The need for spiritual preparation. Notice what he says. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Now, when he starts differentiating between milk and meat, the way that he phrases this and the way that he couches this is in the matter of skill. You'll notice what he says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful. Unskillful in what? In the word of righteousness. The same oracles that we find in verse number 12 that we have to be taught to us and spoon-fed to us again. In verse number 13, he says that the reason why you are in need of being taught again is because you are unskillful. You have not made spiritual preparation. You've not applied yourself. You are not working and and becoming more skillful in the word, in the word of God. Notice he says, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. That is, the writer here is telling us we have a need for spiritual preparation. If you are going to do the work that God wants you to do, you've got to prepare yourself, prepare yourself, prepare your heart, prepare your mind spiritually. If you're going to use, you got to use that milk, okay? And again, if you're using milk, you're unskillful. You're not on the meat. If you're drinking a bottle, you're you're someone who's unskillful in being able to, to be in the word, use the word. Oh, we need to le- learn how to, to study God's word. We need to learn to study the Bible. Study the Bible verse by verse. Understand its words, its context, who it was written to. 
understand that it was written for us, but it was written to different people. Uh, compare scripture with scripture and learn laws of hermeneutics and, and the ability to be able to uh, interpret the scriptures and to know what the context is and then to apply it to our own lives, to live by it. We need to become skilled. We need to prepare ourselves in the word of righteousness. That's what brings about spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is brought about by learning how to use and how to read and how to study and how to, how to apply the word of God in our lives. So he talks about in verse number 13, the need for spiritual preparation. And the need for spiritual preparation brings us to the fourth need in verse 14, which is the need for spiritual production. The need for spiritual production. Look at what he says in verse 14. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. And he's dealing with full age. He's talking about maturity, of full age. Even those who by reason of use, notice that skillfulness of verse number 13 translates into this use, okay? You've got to use the word of God. You've got to use the word of righteousness. You've got to use the, the oracles of God. You've got to use it in order to be able to know the principles of it. But strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use, use the Bible, use it in your life, use it in my life. And then he says, we, we have our senses. He says, even those who by reason of use, what will happen if we use it? Notice he talks about the spiritual product of this have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That is this concept of exercise. We work and we labor and we exercise. It's, it's like working out. We are spiritually working out when we're in the word of God. We're spiritually working out when we're reading the word of God. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. And what does this exercise bring about? What type of spiritual strength is produced by the spiritual exercise of being in the word of God, of using the word of God. What is brought about? Notice he says to discern both good and evil. Discernment in our lives to be able to know what's good and evil, what's right and what's wrong, what's moral and what's immoral, what's approved of God and what's disapproved of God that comes as we use the scriptures. Many Christians don't have a good moral foundation or a good biblical foundation, a good understanding of right and wrong, good and evil, because they don't exercise themselves in the scriptures. They're struggling with very basic sins, very basic things that they should be beyond now, things that they should have moved beyond because they're still babies. They're still drinking milk. They haven't got to a place of spiritual production. And the emphasis here seems to be on the matter of discernment, the importance of discernment in our lives. He says, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So here in this section, in verses 11 to 14, he tells us about four great spiritual needs, the need for spiritual perception, the need for spiritual progression, the need for spiritual preparation and the need for spiritual production. And all of this in the context of a group of people who have refused to listen, children who won't listen to God. Now, as he picks up in chapter number six, building off of this thought, he's going to tell them to move on. 
move on. It's time to move on from the milk. It's time to move on to the meat. It's time to move on from the first principles onto some greater truth and to develop yourself spiritually. And so chapter six is going to be about spiritual development and the, the lack of spiritual development that we've seen in them. And we'll get to that, Lord willing, next time on next Tuesday's edition of Wisdom in the Word. We're so thankful that you've joined us today. We hope that this has been a help to you. If you have questions that you'd like to submit for the thir Thoughtful Thursday broadcast, we hope that you'll do so. We'll be once again gathering and answering your questions on Thursday. What a blessing it's been to be together today and in the book of Hebrews. We hope that your rest of your day is blessed. God bless you as you continue to serve him and grow. And may we make some spiritual progress in our lives today. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Wisdom in the Word podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we invite you to support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this show on your favorite podcast app and sharing something you've learned on social media. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope to see you next time on Wisdom in the Word.